in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. miscellaneous media podcast covering a variety of topics including tv movies books comics games and anything else we happen to be interested in from week to week we will most certainly discuss spoilers especially tonight because this is about spider-man uh what is it no way home no way home yeah yeah yep no way home yep and we're gonna burn this puppy to the ground everything is fair game and you really need to have watched it before massive yeah. spoilers do, yeah do not listen to this without watching it uh, warning do not proceed <laughs> at your own risk from so, this point forward warned. so yep okay with that out of the way <clears throat> i think yeah. we should just start with it. um ryan and i saw it together so mark what i'd like to do is go around the table the virtual table and just get your overall reaction to the movie mark I I was blown away. Nice. It's about as, yep. I went into it blind and I'm sure so glad I did. Mm-hmm. I, there was a lot a lot <laughs> that movie. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Um that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. Ryan. Yeah, I I can't remember how satisfied I have been with a film, you know, in general but specifically like uh mcu film in a long time like of course there's the you know um infinity war endgame you know companion piece and Mm -hmm. uh, but like this one just delivered on every level and i was trying to think of like last night as i was like falling asleep i was trying to think of any lulls that there was during the film like i was trying to find negatives and mm-hmm. i really couldn't i couldn't find a single negative to to really like nitpick like i i really think that there probably are but <clears throat> for for me personally like and there like again there probably is but for me personally this is a flawless movie and i i agree like from what i would want out of a spider-man movie this was it like yeah. up until now into the Spider-Verse was was my um, platonic ideal of a Spider-Man film. You know, it had everything I would want in it. Great and <laughs> one comment I read on the um, in, on Reddit that somebody said is they liked this movie and they felt a bigger sense of closure and completion with these film this film than even Endgame and Infinity War because it ties up not 10 years of continuity but 20 years of continuity across years, three yep. different properties yep. so yep. the yeah, fact it, it, yep the the fact that they managed and i didn't even think of it that way they managed to so in my my perspective elegantly interweave three different Sp- spider-man franchises in a way that was i don't know it, it was, was so seamless poignant. it was so poignant and beautiful right. the mm-hmm. way that it was all sewn together you know yeah conclusively and yeah, it just like 
it, it was just so well done. And and the the interesting thing for me, and we'll get into the specifics here in a minute, but just like the broad view of it, the realization that all three of these movies in conjunction with what um, Civil War and the Avengers films culminate to Spider-Man's MCU origin as opposed to having a first movie be his origin this is yes. the, this is the origin point where he goes from being an inexperienced hero to a full-fledged Spider-Man yeah. somebody said this was the reverse origin story where he's now the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man exactly because mm-hmm. he no longer has like elements that you know what we'll wind it back here and we'll get back to it well <laughs> i feel like we should work our way through the movie as chronologically as we can and then come back on yeah. that thesis. So, Mark, you said you said that you knew nothing. Now, yeah, I mean, what did you I, have I, any I, suspicions I about like what you were expecting to have you, happen? You had no, tra- knew, no trailers and knew nothing, right? I didn't watch any tra- trailers. I avoided them. I knew though that um I knew that Doctor Strange was going to be uh, playing a role in this. Okay. So I assumed that the No Way Home aspect of it was that they were he was going to get trapped in the multiverse or get trapped in the mirrorverse or whatever and have to find his way home. And that's what so I thought originally was... too until the most recent trailer. Yeah, same here. So it was like completely... <laughs> It completely it couldn't have been more different than that. <laughs> yes, couldn't have been more different, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm 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 glad of that. Um, my my thought on the on it was not the true mm-hmm. true outcome because I think this was a much 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 <laughs> better film I for was, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than I was expecting. One thing I liked um, about it is how they immediately picked up from the end of the last movie there was literally no break that very rarely happens in in media normally they have that you know six months later or there'll be something else happening and they'll call back to it that seamless transition into it really it sets the tempo for the movie and it kind of never stops right right so it's like you could take the uh last spider-man movie and this spider-man movie and you have like what a six hour long movie Mm -hmm. because they basically there's no break they mm-hmm. one ends the other one begins right and i think that's so. going to make it for a really good viewing experience like in the future because mm-hmm. i'm definitely going to watch all three of them now like consecutively yeah and so anyway it opens up that way and one of the people one of the complaints i have seen where people have the you know have complaints is where is everybody else when he's being thrown under the bus by mysterio why does nobody step forward and say, hey, he's an Avenger. He is definitely not responsible for this. Why didn't real Nick Fury come out? I know that he was being um, imitated by the, the scroll guy. Um, was it Talos? Right. But yeah. it seemed like they did kind of do him dirty there. I feel like Happy should have been able to step in to some degree. Like, who's in charge of Stark right now? Stark Industries. I Isn't mean, that Pepper Potts. You would yeah, think ostensibly. Was. So I can see that argument, but then I also see that although the accusations were made and they had the arrest scene, he was actually never charged. It, I, I believe right. within the movie they they openly say, um, so we'll touch on that. Uh, 
surprise inclusion, which had to have blown you away, Matt Murdock. Yeah, I was yeah. not expecting that either. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so. Um, but you know, after after um, I had a suspicion mm-hmm. because after watching Hawkeye and having mm-hmm. uh, a certain someone show up at the end of that one, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you can't bring you can't bring that character back and that actor without also bringing back uh daredevil and that's a that's an interesting point uh that being the case though like i didn't think that like Hmm. i'd heard we let's not talk around the character and let's assume that you know anyone listening will have been current with hawkeye as well okay Okay. you know because i think it's going to be important going forward to talk about kingpin yeah so um wilson fisk yes so um yeah because that's you know um some of the the things that uh was talked about in some of the reddit threads was that how um i don't know if you know this mark but that uh, was it amy pascal is that what we found out at the end that carl was looking up mark yeah or matt she's uh sony's that, the main producer on the sony side she's like sony's um, that, um kevin and okay. tom holland is signed on for three more movies of spider-man evidently yeah. oh. he's committed okay. to it the thing is i don't know because like, like i this felt like a an end an end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot well, of people are thinking from like trilogy is coming yeah and a lot of people are thinking from a business perspective that this is an out for disney whereas if sony wants to get greedy or they want to have exhort more control than they want them to have they've told their story that they want to tell for Spider-Man right now. And it gives them the ability to have told a complete story and negotiate on the back end. So if anything goes the way they don't want it to go, no more movies have to be made immediately. And that makes a certain amount of sense. So, um, so they could do more Spider-Man with Tom Holland, but it could be like MCU adjacent, you know, not affiliated really. Right. Um, So, which would be disappointing, but you know, sometimes those, would have but i basically these type of movies print money for both you know disney and sony Mm -hmm. and the popularity of spider-man from sony because i think directly caused insomniac to get greenlit the game to be made Mm -hmm. you know and so like even though they made their own game that's not affiliated with the mcu and i got the miles morales game made so I, i don't know i think from a business decision, I would really hope they would, you know, disagree to break the bridge that they have with, with Marvel and Disney. So I don't see that uh, happening we'll see. either. I think it's yeah. a tactic because one thing we talked about, I don't really care about the business side of things a lot, yeah. mm-hmm. but right. there was the whole thing you and I talked about, Ryan, about um, yeah. Tom saying he was, if he was still playing Spider-Man when he was 30, he did something wrong. And one of the things I read about that is that is also a tactic. Um, An agent will tell a person that's on the cusp of signing for more work to sound um, like they're on the fence, basically. So they'll get the maximum deal that they could. And I could see that being the case. It's just like a a ploy, which is kind of unappealing, honestly. Like, I don't like when the business side gets out there and like is the focus because that's not what I'm worried about. And if that's the agent tactic and that's how it works to get, you know, the better deal for the client, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what the client really wants. 
Right. Well, the thing is, the client in this case, Tom, was the one saying the stuff. It's not like he was saying it through a representative, right? I I don't even know if that's true. Like, oh, he know, was he's what, in interviews saying that. Like he oh, he said that? it okay. on video. So, but okay. uh, like I said, that's actually not all that interesting. I feel like there would be no reason because I don't think it's in, impeding his ability to act in other things. He seems to be no. in plenty of other oh. work. Right. So unless it becomes a burden coming out, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. don't remind him because it sounds like he's not a fan of that either. He said he wouldn't do another one. I believe that's on the record. Yeah. I don't think it was a very good filming experience. And, you know, outside of that, I'm one of those people like that don't, I don't think he was a good choice for Nate Drake. And even worse is uh, Mark Wahlberg for Sully. He couldn't be further from that. Right. Right. 10 years ago. The perfect... you see, there's a transformer. I can't remember the line. Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about that movie. <laughs> um, but ten years ago, the ideal casting would have been Fillion and uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, um, Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell. Uh, Campbell. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That would have been the pairing, you know, in a perfect world. And that oh, being yeah. said, like Uncharted doesn't need a movie anyway because the, the games are long movies and. They're yeah. satisfying on their own. Anyway, right. stepping yep. back from all that, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll let you kind of take over, Ryan, if you want to like address. So we're kind of up to the Matt Murdock part. Um, yeah. And, you know, he had his cute, you know, I'm a good lawyer when he exam like he demonstrates his abilities and shocks Spider-Man. Yep. Right. Um, How did you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, it was a cool moment. Um, it, it was definitely a really cool cameo. Mm-hmm. and inter- introducing him into the the full mcu and Proper. not just mcu adjacent you know mm-hmm. with the uh right. the netflix series so um just a real quick aside that gives me hope for especially with um vincent d'onofrio coming in with the kingpin that more of the defenders could be coming you know Maybe not the Iron Fist, as we discussed. <laughs> you know, since you don't like the actor, but I really you know, was not I would, happy with him. So I wouldn't mind some of the defenders coming through. I'm so fine like, with the I rest really of them entirely. Yeah, I just didn't like yeah. his Danny Rand was like bland and had no charisma. In that yeah. he's supposed to be extremely likable and funny, and I just didn't pick that up from him. And also, he didn't have the physicality you want a martial artist to have. Like the fight scenes in Iron yeah. Fist were weak, which is a yeah. really damning thing for like a fighting themed hero. <laughs> which is strange because you think they would have been like, "Hey, the Daredevil fight th- choreography is amazing." Why I think what it was that? is they were in a time constraint. This is speculation uh-huh. from what I've heard, and they had to start shooting quicker than they wanted to to onboard him with like the physical side of it. And mm. I think they were like nearing the end, or they saw the end in sight for the Netflix deals. And that all kind of fed into it. So they just didn't have the development time. So real quick before I go into my, you know, after the Matt Murdock stuff is the actually really kind of ties into it is I saw a couple Reddit kind of trails and comments posting about what would be really cool to come. And this makes total sense for the Spider-Man, the the Spider-Verse, you know, is having introducing Kingpin having him go back to the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, the street level stuff, mm-hmm. introducing Daredevil, you know, having him team up with Daredevil, then have them take on Kingpin together in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like your plot point right there. Like for Spider-Man four, like, yeah. I, I mean, 
like that just you know writes itself you know having you know kingpin rise in the ranks you know uh, i don't know i think they're establishing pretty well that kingpin is a fairly um formidable force based on the way clint was talking about him like he oh yeah he he was kind of like pulling a voldemort with him like he shall not be named he didn't even want to say who he was when speaking I, with I his wife i feel like right. episode six the the finale of hawkeye will probably you know kind of blow it up mm-hmm. and then we'll figure out like how much of a threat you know kingpin will be in the mcu right so as much as like how much we found out at the end of loki how much kang is a going to be a threat right. you know in the multiverse so so, um, so what, yeah, what happened after? I was literally going to ask you that because, like, I'm remembering really, remember. I'm remembering the so, beats, like, but so immediately after, right after the, after was it the bridge, was it was it right at was it no, that when, no, because it was the he went after Murdoch, he went to go see Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay, right. so that's when it started, and he did right. the spell, and the spell messed up, and right. yeah, and he kept to that end. Friends. I found Strange a little little irritating. Um, he, really? Yeah, like, I, I found him likable and charming, in, like, in general, like, how he always is. But he was kind of, he was being very loosey-goosey. Um, this was obviously a more relaxed Strange because he wasn't Sorcerer Supreme, you know, because he was wearing, like, the parka underneath his cape and stuff like that, and yeah. just, like, a t-shirt. And it was clear that... Sweat, like a hoodie or something. Yeah, it was, it was clear that, um, oh man, Wong... Wong was like bearing the brunt of the stress. He was clearly yeah. very stressed out. Um, so the thing about that was, it was like, it was like he was allowing Spider-Man to or Peter to interfere with his spell in a way, like as though he was completely out of control of being able to cast it while he was doing it. Instead of just like saying stop. You know what I mean? Maybe it's one of those things where, like, you're going to go take a piss and, like, you can't stop midstream. You just kind of have to roll with it. <laughs> because there seemed like there was a, a weird inertia to it. Like, he just was trying to adapt it on the fly instead of just cutting it short, you know, and just saying, wait, wait, right. this is too much. But I understand that's just, like, movie plot. And maybe that was the implication that he couldn't, you know, if, like, he stopped casting it, you know, some there could have been more bad or wrong stuff that would have happened if he had an incomplete spell that was cast. Right. I don't know. But so, so what that leads to is, is yeah, it's, it's a, he, it kind of breaks open the multiverse. He contains it into that like cube mm-hmm. thing or the little spell thing. And then like he makes the box for it. Right. And then at that point, Peter leaves and we're doing more with like him wanting to get into college and his interactions with MJ the, and Ned at the donut shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're yeah. wanting to get MAT. And then he realizes that whole, well, that had to have happened first because no, the whole I reason he went that... to strange is because it was affecting them. That's why he finally went to strange. So we got the oh, sequencing right. out of order. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're right. Because once he realized it was affecting them and they had to move out of their house and because then he called, from Stranges, I think he called the one dude, and then uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Happy. Because then he, no, 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 the the um, Flash. Was it Flash? Is yeah. that the 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 friend that was like the non friend that pretended to be a friend? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Flash Thompson. It, yeah, and so he's like, no, she just left. She's on the bridge or whatever, and that's when the movie really kicked off. 
different. Yeah. You know, with the, the fight with Doc Ock and then uh, the Goblin. Okay, so. so saying that, did you not know that Doctor Octopus was going to be in this? No, the Alfred Molina one. You knew that that none of them were going to be in it. Mm-mm. All right, that's Mars. amazing. That's I'm telling you. That's why. I'm so, what was that you. moment I... moment like for you when when he popped up and you realized who it was? Were you I like? Yeah, pretty much. I was like, wait a minute, what the heck? This is not what I was expecting that it was going to happen. Because, <laughs> wow. like I said, I went into it thinking that he was going, that it was going to be a thing, uh, him and Doctor Strange going through, like, something. There was going to be some conflict involving the two of them. Okay, so once they established that Doctor Octopus was there from the original trilogy, and then a pumpkin bomb got thrown on yeah then at that point i'm like i have okay so this is that's when i threw my entire theory (laughs) so did you start speculating about whoever else might show up well at that point i was like okay and then once uh uh jamie fox shows up uh electro and and, um sandman Sandman. shows shows up i'm like okay so we're gonna see we're doing this yeah. Oh, speaking of that scene when he's when he's web swinging to in like the that like the cinematic shot of the like autumn background in the power lines, mm-hmm. I think they kind of were inspired from um, Spider Verse. Yeah, like because that. that looked very similar. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this looks really similar to one of the sequences in that movie. So and I feel I really they... stupid because I didn't realize like the giant power towers, and I didn't put two yeah. and two together that it was Electro. So yeah, Matt leaned, Matt leaned over to me. He's like, "Oh, that looks like Sandman because there was like some dust and stuff." And so then, it was half right, know, right? But I didn't. Yeah, uh, Electro came first, and then you know, Sandman. <laughs> Not like, my proudest moment. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. And then it was like, <laughs> then they like all like our buddy buddy for a while trying I, to figure it out. I I like how just kind of like. He's imprisoned them, but they're all kind of bemused about the state of affairs. Like they're just right. very casual and just kind of snarky about it, as opposed right. to being super pissed. And well, it's got to be. Well, they're smart. They're all smart, mm-hmm. and they're confused. They understand the situation, but they're confused about it too. So, right. like, and trying to figure out like what's what's best, their own best interest on how to resolve it. Probably right, right. So. And so then, Strange pops back in, and pretty ruthless. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he says, basically, Peter comes to understand that, or they all come to understand that they've died, or the majority right. of them, um, while battling Spider-Man. And Strange just wants to send them back, regardless of that. He says their fate is their fate. We're going to finish the spell. They're going to go back, or he's going to kill the spell, right? And that will reverse it and make them go back to their times, which is which would lead them to their deaths, most likely. And Peter's not okay with this. And I'm glad that's where he went with it. And so he fights Strange. And one of my favorite beats is when... In the Mirrorverse. Well, prior to the Mirrorverse is when Strange knocks his spirit out of his body. And and his spider sense is playing keep away. (laughs) That was incredible. Um, And he was... When he was knocked out of his body, he was still powerful enough to be able to swim back to his body. Yeah. That was something that I think no one else has been able to do. Right. So, I think... Steven kind of, like, also had this kind of, like, dad vibe, too. Mm -hmm. Like, this proud father kind of, like, you know... Like, ambiance kind of feeling towards him in this whole movie. Mm -hmm. And 
like specifically there like he's like how are you like he was how are you like so surprised but also like there was like a kind of a like proud that you could just kind of like the way that that benedict yeah. kind of played that because peter kept surprising could, him with his capability right. yes you know and so it was exceeding expectations you right know, and so that all, leads the them time. to the mirror thing and uh, one thing the movie does really well is showcase his intelligence which they yes. don't do a I lot saw, i i saw there was a reddit comment that said that um in a, like any of the movies really haven't done that to this extent mm -hmm. the way that they did where it talked about like using that what the geometry right to mm -hmm. like and then right. like steven really wasn't he, he kind of had this smirk on his face you know almost when he trapped him there <laughs> yeah it, like at most he seemed frustrated like did this just happen <laughs> you know yeah. did this kid really just outsmart <laughs> me and he was just kind of resigned to it as peter like zapped away he, you could tell that like he knew that he wasn't gonna be able to fix it in the moment so he just kind of just shrugs his shoulders and he's like okay and the portal <laughs> yeah. closes yeah so then he kind of endears himself to the villains because despite them being who they are the whole fact that um he didn't try to kill them you know won them over and he decides yeah. to have them all work together in order to find cures so he can send them back so they don't go back to their death but right. um green goblin uh willem dafoe incredible um yes well they they fixed octavius first well what i'm saying though is just the way yeah. he played it and octavius being resistant because he thought nothing was wrong with him and then uh they fix him you know the the chip drove yeah. him crazy and he comes up with a new chip to suppress the ai of the tentacles and he's a lot happier and inevitably because you know there's a tension there the entire time with the villains kind of like talking amongst themselves which was great their banter was good um you know well, the, sandman the, the and electro talking about their origins were was hilarious i fell in <laughs> yeah. i fell in a vat of electrified eels and he's like i fell in a, a like a particle collider super, he's like super collider yeah he's like that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> but what i really liked from a visual representation was how they showed peter's spider sense yes um even in the when he like put, put him out of his body you could you could see it you could physically see so it. so here's the like, thing people have told me that or saying that i didn't see the effect i saw i didn't either kind of like the effect we're seeing because we're on video right now looking at each other and you know how there's the blurred effect yeah it yeah. was doing the thing where like the background looked like it was jittering it had like a focal length effect but i didn't actually see the line so apparently they were like translucent mm. well right? i mean more excuse to see it again i don't remember you don't remember okay yeah but the way they had the camera up in his face and just tight in like the tension of that moment where he's like really trying to figure out where the source of the danger is. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the best implementations of that ability I've ever seen for, in a Spider-Man yeah. anything. Yeah. So. Cause he's like, he knows there's something about to happen. You know, where is it coming from? Who's the threat? Where's the threat? You know? Yeah, and it right. was like, and then a it's... good like 30 seconds of just like, yeah, and him you trying know. to read the faces because there's legitimate. The room is full of threats, and when he right. when he pings Norman, Norman's like annoyed but impressed that he did that because he doesn't yeah. know how it works. And that's when he goes uh, full goblin, and when he flips it on, and Willem Dafoe is just masterful at mm -hmm. his craft. Like, 
that yeah, was you could, just you could tell he was having fun playing this character again mm-hmm. well i i mean i have to think that willem was probably a little upset after the first movie when they were like you you, you killed off my character like and, <laughs> and he was probably pretty bummed after the first movie you know and so he was probably super excited he gets another crack at it and i think his performance in this film arguably was if you know if not better than his first performance like mm-hmm. you know the the like the fight that breaks out you know and well like, he's like a force of nature in this like yeah they showcase just how insanely powerful he is um he's overwhelming Peter. that the yeah. the the mist that he like it makes him like super strong yeah he's like, stronger like yeah toe to toe he is stronger than spider-man and yeah. they demonstrate it when Peter's got his legs wrapped around his head, punching him repeatedly, and the goblin is just laughing. Laughing. Like, right. loving every minute of it. And that the whole fight scene was brutal and just, I don't know, captivating. Like, the um, yeah. level of violence that was being inflicted on both sides. It was honestly kind of shocking. And uh, so then that leads you to, like, kind of the culmination of that fight between them. And I got to say, we'll go back to you, Mark. Um, yeah, I had, this is possibly the biggest, well, not the biggest spoiler, but the first big, big spoiler of the movie. Um, was there, did you have a sense for this, what happened going to happen before it did? I didn't know. I didn't know she was going to die and neither did I, I didn't until she said the line. And then as soon as she said the line, despite the fact that she was on her feet, I was like, oh, well, she is, that's, yeah, that's, she's dead is because it. nobody has said the line in the movie before. Right, now. you know that's a good point in the trilogy. Because, right, because each time that that was said in the previous movies, mm-hmm. it was a character dying. Right, who said it's it? Been Uncle like Ben Uncle before. Ben. This is you know, yeah, yeah, and that's that's when I kind of realized, like somebody put it better, and I realized it after the fact more um, overtly that this was the beginning or the actual beginning of like his origin, you know what I mean? Or the end of his origin, however you want to put it. But yeah, it was, it was rough. I didn't see it coming. And to be fair, it did happen. Another spoiler in uh, the Spider-Man game on PS4. So um, I don't know if you're ever going to play that, but that happened. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) I played Spider-Man. Okay. So you, you remember then. (laughs) yeah okay and honestly this is comes from a long time spider-man fan um i love her her take melissa uh or what is it marissa Marissa i wanted to say melissa but i'm glad she's off the table like it was heartbreaking in the moment and i think it was very affecting but aunt may has cast a long shadow over spider-man and he she's the crux of a lot of compromises and angst in his life he's constantly worrying about her to a degree that she becomes an obstacle to like his ability to be a free person um which sounds awful but she's always just that device this feeble old lady that can't take care of herself due to no fault of her own and over 60 years of spider-man comics more than uh it's always been that case so i was glad to see that they kind of flipped it on its head I was surprised when she basically became the heart and his motivation. It it basically implies that Ben wasn't to him what she ultimately was, right? Ben right. died and it yeah. was hard for her, but the implication is that 
you know, she is the Ben for this Spider-Man, right? Right, right. And his motivation for who he becomes in the future. And that was really surprising to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, that was pretty, that was rough. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting I mean, that. That came, out of, that came out of nowhere. No, Tom Holland, um, that scene, it was visceral and his reaction to her, you know, or he reacted and he was like, look at me look at me and, and as weird as it is to gone. say like the way she died was so yeah. true to her character she was so optimistic right yeah. that mm-hmm. she wasn't going to upset him or even upset herself with the thought of something terrible she just you know wanted to catch her breath right and right. that's what yeah. made it heartbreaking i i don't want to undercut it by saying like i'm glad she died i'm not because in the moment it was devastating right but mm-hmm. um so anyway, that breaks him in a sense, or not breaks him, but it hurts him profoundly. And then yeah, right. we cut away and uh, go back to Ned and MJ. And MJ. And, we're and then the other two, um, this was a surprise to all of us, but there were hints, you know, for those of us that watched the trailer. But yeah. so now, Mark, let's go to you. And uh, when Ned realizes that he's full of magic and he is able to open the portal what so that being said uh, like <laughs> he ended up with strange's ring because peter stole it from strange yeah so, right and there's a callback where ned alludes to having magic when he meets strange blah 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 so they set yeah, it up a like little bit his doesn't... grandfather or something like that yeah, his yeah, mother I mean... said, his grandmother said he was magic <laughs> because of his family lineage <laughs> so anyway what you know him doing magic while surprising in and of itself it wasn't like a huge shock after especially after what happened with aunt may but mm-hmm. um when he opens the portal and you think it's our peter parker mm-hmm. and it turns out to be andrew garfield holy mm-hmm. shit i was yep. like they're going to bring them all back so, did you not, okay so theater theater experience so mm-hmm. um did you see it in a pretty crowded theater like what did your theater do oh they clapped yeah um, there was a literal clapping like, and cheering yeah. oh yeah just clapping yeah. and cheering like uh there was a guy behind us who was like let's fucking go like, <laughs> yeah. yeah sarah sarah said the uh, thursday night when they went uh it was like just the whole entire theater erupted yeah mm-hmm. like bananas um, yeah yeah and livy uh, i guess livy w- turned to sarah and said hey I, are they allowed to do that <laughs> <laughs> amazing um yeah but no man it, uh, that was when i was i think i realized that i this is never in a million years would i have ever expected to see a movie a Spider-Man movie that somehow managed to bring other Spider-Mans from previous movies <laughs> into one movie and then also somehow make it work. So, yeah. and that was the thing for me, like we, we kind of had an inkling that we knew there was going to be somebody that we didn't know about. And so there was a, yeah, there was a trailer that of the, the scene at the end with the Sandman and where the, the enemies lizard. are all rushing towards Spider-Man. Um, there's yeah. in the trailer, there's one and like where one of the Spider-Man kicks the lizard in the face, the Spider-Man is removed. And then, but the lizard's face still like reacts to nothing. 
Yeah, and so if you like, were to go back and look at the trailer, there's a fight scene and it shows the lizard jumping towards something and then he gets kicked by some invisible force. So By, by air. By air. Ryan and, and I... And everyone was like... Yeah, everyone was like, what, what makes his face move in the middle of the air? And of course, when you watch the movie... You know, there's it's a Spider Man three. Yeah, it's a Spider Man. And and then the whole thing was, I was pretty sure Andrew Garfield was in it because we had been following it, and Andrew Garfield had been popping up in things. Like I think they got a picture of him on or near the set, so yeah. people were talking about he was most likely in it. I really wasn't convinced necessarily that um, Tobey Maguire was going to be in it. I thought like, how could he not be at this point? But it was just extremely <laughs> i don't know like it was so exciting to see it like when he pops up when he walks through in just plain clothes yeah yep. <laughs> that that i was like who's this guy <laughs> i didn't recognize him until like <laughs> he's definitely aged you know he's a little older than yeah this. i mean yeah he's older now definitely. 20 years but, i mean it, so. it took me a moment it's like my brain couldn't comprehend <laughs> the fact that they got toby mcguire to do well he did look like a what a, a young minister youth a, youth, pastor a cool or youth pastor <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when ned when ned's like hey peter and they're like oh yeah and all three of them were like what peter parker <laughs> we're so all that, that was the going from here on forward like that was the greatest the other greatest part of this movie was uh, for me that was so the best. much yeah. so much time oh dude i was three of them interacting it was just like you know i was just sitting there like this like <laughs> you know look like so giddy as soon as Toby Maguire showed up, the only thing that came through my mind was, is he going to somehow call back to that awful th part where he's dancing down the street <laughs> in Spider-Man 3 to kind of like make a, you know, like some kind of joke to make up for it. But that never happened. But no. probably it's a good thing Well, <laughs> not to call back to that. Let me make a case for that real quick. As a person doesn't that doesn't like that movie very much either, mostly because of the Venom parts, because mm. everybody doesn't like Topher Grace's take on it. It's not his fault. Um, that scene where he dances is supposed to be what it is. Nobody made it thinking that it was going to be good. It's supposed to be cringeworthy because to Peter Parker, the ultimate awkward nerd, that's what he thinks a cool guy acts like. So hmm. he was reflecting what legitimately in himself he thought people would respond to when he had no inhibitions. And that's all that was. So it was hmm. supposed to be awkward and terrible because that's who he is. <laughs> when he's not being genuine, he was trying to portray like I'm slick and cool. And it's like, no, he is not. That's not who he is. And even like in this movie, super honorable, nice guy, not a cool guy, you know? And, you know, that goes mm -hmm. to, that goes to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. He is just yeah. like down to earth, or not down to earth. Like he is down to earth, but a ton of charisma, like just very naturally, easily funny. Um, He's amazing. Yeah. As they said. <laughs> And he was my favorite. Well played, he, he is my favorite Spider-Man. Like this movie cemented it. I didn't like the movies surrounding him that he was in, but I loved his take on Peter Parker. You know, he was slightly older, a little more confident. He had more of like the sassiness that I expect from a Peter yeah. from a Peter Parker. Like, more not so than cocky, both. But yeah. like he was like just yeah, like the like confident like wasn't arrogance either it was like it borderlines on arrogance and tom yeah. holland's peter parker is more of the what the uh naive 
yeah young, he's a young kid and he skews more towards the toby end of things like he's a little less i don't know a little less awkward and withdrawn he, i think he's a little funnier than toby was right but andrew I, has a totally different energy yeah i love the whole conversation about uh the web, web. slingers <laughs> Oh yeah, and I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm so glad that 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 came up. Does that come out of other places? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was so good. Really did. I'm glad they sidestepped like any conflict between them. Like, yeah, yeah. they're all good guys, and of course they would get along really well. Of course they would get along. Yeah, Mm -hmm, like that's just a no brainer. Like, right? No, oh man, that was just uh, I was not expecting any of that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, pro- oh, I'm so glad I didn't get disappointed. <laughs> well, I, and I, I did also like where he was like, you, you know, he's like, I've worked with the team. And he's like, I was on the Avengers. Is that a band? What is you that? Know? Is that a band? <laughs> you guys didn't have Avengers? <laughs> no, the first time meeting them, the icon- iconic shot of both of them on top of the, the was it a church or something? Yeah, or that steeple, steeple or wherever that it was. That was incredible. And, and then the three of them together when they jump down, you know, um, when they the decided to, to do the teamwork, they swing through and then all land. Yeah, that got an explosion. Well, they were cheer. using their webs with each other, like mm-hmm. like doing like slingshot and stuff off each other, and like yeah, yeah. Um, but let's not also forget that Doc Ock saves the day. Mm-hmm. Like he came in, swooped in at the end, and you know, without him, you know, like. The whole thing of Peter helping him was the cause for him saving them at the end. Right. Right. So I think that that it's such a well-written, like put a bow on it, like at the end, because without that interaction, you know, cause like, and then also the fight at the end too, with like Peter choosing not to ultimately kill, um, Norman. Norman. Norman, I almost said Harry. <laughs> and that um, that fight was intense. You know, yeah. Peter was like throwing haymakers, like, and he was trying to knock his head off. He was he, literally trying to kill yeah, him because, um, like Andrew talked about, like not pulling his punches anymore after Gwen. Mm-hmm. You know, and speaking of, I think, yeah, that scene was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting redemption. Like did you did you, did you feel anything when you watched that? Which part are we talking when about? When he saves MJ, you know, after oh, having... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I wondered if it was something that would like, meaningful to you, because for Spider-Man, especially in Spider-Man 2, Andrew, like, Gwen Stacy gets thrown off the top of a bell tower, and he tries to save her, and can't. It His web, like, snaps her neck when she... It stops her from falling, but it breaks her neck and she dies. So that's what happens to his that. Mary Jane. Oh, you okay. don't remember that? Yeah, I don't like think I've, You know what? I don't think I've seen that. It, that Spider-Man. you've not seen Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two, the Amazing Spider Man Two with Electro. Nope. So oh, the okay. movie, I seen the one I I yeah. haven't seen the one uh, with uh, Paul Giamatti. Is that the one? That that's it. Yeah. Yep, I haven't. Seen Which me. is why he made that joke. He was like, "Well, I fought a guy at a rhino machine." I got <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I, got that. <laughs> I didn't know that Electro fell into uh, a vat of uh, electric eels yeah, until he bad. said that in this movie. <laughs> so the thing is, one of the biggest points in Spider-Man's life as a character was the death of Gwen Stacy. 
because she was the love of his life prior to Mary Jane, and she died in the comics in a similar way. She's thrown off the in top the of the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Man, and she was thrown off the top of a bridge. Spider-Man tries to stop her with webs. It snaps her neck, and she dies. And that's what happened to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which is why he said he became like the way he became in his world, like rageful and angry. And that's why it was really meaningful when he saved Mary Jane. If you saw, like, do you remember the emotion on his face, like, when he did it? Yeah. It was because he kind of redeemed himself in a certain extent. Okay, I got that. Right. um, But I didn't realize that the way Gwen Stacy had died was was the exact same way where MJ was falling. Yeah, Yeah. so he did it a different way. But, um, so yeah, that happens. And then Peter, you know, is beating the unholy shit out of Osborne because Osborne's egging him on and he wants him. He wants peter to feed into his own rage and stuff because yeah what was the line that uh he said about like you're too weak to do something or like i'm trying to remember you're, you're powerful line. enough to have anything but too weak to take it something right. like yeah. that yeah and that's a great line um oh yeah. Was, yeah and so yeah unfortunately like uh toby is the heart you know of the trio like and he steps in and prevents to- or uh our, I don't know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker from stabbing Green Goblin with his glider, right? Right. And right. calms him. And what would have pissed me off, uh, yeah. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man gets stabbed through the back by the Goblin. And I was like, no fucking way they're going to kill him. I was like, because that yeah, would have been the one thing that would have ruined, kind of ruined the movie for me. Even with how everything Same. played out, I would have not been okay yeah. with that. That would have been right. like a weird cop out or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like why do his this com- now? His comment about like, you know, I've been stabbed before. Yeah. yeah. No, and then he's like, you're in so yeah, much I was like, pain okay, right he's now. okay. He's like, oh, he's yeah. okay. And then the f- <laughs> the final thing, the final joke he makes, which makes you realize he's okay, is he's like, am I dying or is this really happening? Like, <laughs> looking at the. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have a question for you guys. What, what were those beings? were all of the universe's villains for spider-man yeah i imagine like if it okay. comes to like blu-ray time you'll be able to zoom in and see like craven the hunter like silhouettes of other villains that exist mm-hmm. I, I, but just i would think of like every single universe that could possibly exist for a possible spider-man villain that's what was in there right oh, okay okay like because that's where he said they're all coming for you right like, you know and so he decides and, to make the ultimate sacrifice and have nobody know who he is to prevent that right right and so they don't forget spider-man this was the thing that i had to think about after the fact and kind of look up because i was uncertain they don't remember peter parker right and that's what i was kind of unclear on because it seems like yeah. they make the decision so nobody remembers peter parker so that means what like none of the avengers know spider-man is peter parker right correct he never correct. had the interaction with tony stark directly tony stark couldn't have found him because how could he have found him that's what i'm saying the, this is the thing where i'm not dissatisfied with the movie but the implications like the butterfly effect of yeah. how could he have done any of the things he did if no one knew who he was like mostly the avengers interactions well this isn't a time ripple this is magic yeah so but it, it, it affects things wiped. backwards though because happy didn't know who he was if happy didn't know who he was tony couldn't have known who he was 
but also tone well like, their history didn't anymore. change their history didn't change their memories were just wiped of anything peter parker yeah so like because it's from this point forward interesting anyone... that's a that's a little more elegant than i was thinking i was over yeah it's from this point it's not a it's not like a a butterfly effect as you were saying okay so it doesn't it ripple is... backwards it just from right. that point forwards no one knows forward. who it is correct right. So, so my theory is, yeah, but you got to wonder, know. there's some weird memory construct that has to be at play there because he, Happy still had a relationship with May. Why would he have had a relationship with May? Like, what does he think happened? You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. The implications. Well, and maybe that's how the, the thing falls apart someday in the future. You know, somebody right. starts I mean, pulling that's, exactly, at that. That's what I was just going to say is that at some point, I bet you either happy or somebody is going to have their um that that barrier bro- broke through mm-hmm. um or maybe the spell just weaves its way differently and you know like in the memory he meets may a different way you know no, which is fine i i feel like it being kind of like an open thread is okay yeah you know it doesn't have to be fully explained right how did you feel about you know, kind of the loss of his friends and stuff like that through that method. I, I mean, I saw it coming and mm-hmm. I knew that was going to ha- you know, that was going to be the case. And then the fact that he uh, could have started asking um, MJ back out at, in the, in the coffee shop, mm-hmm. but chooses not to. Right. I think, I think, I think he realized that he need the best way to protect her and his friends is, is for them that... never to be involved with him. Right. And I thought that was extremely poignant. You know, yeah. she pulls her hair back and still has the bandage for which she was hurt. And it wasn't a, a major issue, right? She wasn't seriously right. hurt, but it just right. reminded him like that was yeah. there because of him. And in the yeah. future, the implication is it could be worse. You know, it could right. be fatal. Right. And, it was extremely mature of him, like of the character. It shows that growth. And also it ties back to the Aunt May thing. I think it's somewhat refreshing. He has no emotional baggage anymore. Like he has the baggage himself, but he has nobody else. He can kind of be his own person untethered from anybody. So this is kind of like mirroring back to the, the Toby McGuire um, Spider-Man mm-hmm. where I think it's the end of the first one, maybe can't remember where like uh he realizes that he needs to put his friends at a distance right keep them uh, because otherwise people that he loves and cares for are going to continue to get hurt because of him right and the thing is that is going to create conflict in going forward because it's not a good solution for a human being to not have anybody and i I bet that's going to be the conflict uh, part of the conflict of whatever the next movie would be like right uh but them like uh wiping out the memory of peter parker but not the Mm spider-man doesn't affect his status within the avengers the avengers will still know yeah or the Mm -hmm. world i mean like everybody still knows he's a hero yeah even jay jameson and his show at the end was like basically like who's need to unmask this guy Mm -hmm. right right so clearly everybody still knows there's a spider-man they just don't Mm -hmm. know there's a peter parker yeah, and I think that's a really good way to tie it up, and he yeah, I, he can go anywhere with it. I mean, that's 
<laughs> yeah, like he went, you know, to the apartment. I think there was some tie-in to the first movie because um, was, was there kind me? of like or that um, apartment yeah. that he walked into looked like the apartment from uh, the there were some Spider-verse. implications there with like a Russian hmm. landlord, you know, and they expected like you know the daughter to be making cookies just like in the first movie, <laughs> you know, there was some strong implications there. Um, and then, you know, he's there with the sewing machine making, um, everyone like you can help us here, Matt, like everyone in the Reddit thread I said, said it was an iconic, like blue suit. Mm-hmm. Like, so what, do you know what, what suit it is? Well, his original, <clears throat> so Spider-Man suit was always like, especially in his prime era was a more vivid blue and red. Like it was okay. more garish. If you look up like children's merchandise and you see yeah. a picture of Spider-Man, it's always rendered in like Robin's egg blue in like a lighter red. And it looked like it was even shiny. Like it was like a shiny fabric. And it's kind of like a back to basics approach because one of the things I didn't, I liked and I didn't like as a Spider-Man purist, which sounds stupid is the tech suit was a crutch for him that he didn't need. Like it's cool that it existed, but it wasn't true to who Peter Parker is and now he has done away with that. It was like his yeah. crutch. You know, he had he had the suit that Tony provided him with to kind of help him get through things. And now it's just another example of something he's doing on his own. He sewed the costume himself. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, the bare minimum. It's He's relying on his own wit and his own power and no more extra tools. Yeah. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Exactly. He's no longer a galactic advent- avenger. Yeah. Right. He's a street yeah, level right. hero. Right. And I Which, thought it was just super back elegant. To my, my, my original point of street level hero fights street level villains. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could get that in the future. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's funny the way they portray the Kingpin in the comics and stuff because he's, it depends on the writer. Sometimes he's superhumanly strong. Sometimes he's just like as strong as a huge guy like him would be. Um, mm-hmm. But to be honest, he's formidable in the way Lex Luthor is, in the way he manipulates. It's not... Yeah. His physical presence is a problem for Daredevil. It's not a problem for Spider-Man. You know right, what I mean? Right. So he he has to worry about how he's going to inflict damage on like him emotionally, as opposed to physically, mm-hmm. which is still interesting. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. Ugh. But yeah, it was just really, you know... This movie, man. It, I, I told Ryan it's like Spider-Man porn. Um, it was like <laughs> yeah. everything you would want from a Spider-Man interaction or movie was kind of in this. And it's yeah. Yeah. it's kind of elevated to a level. It's going to be like, for me, I'm not going to expect this level <laughs> from everything going forward. Because no, it's hard to. It's such it's a like, unique like know. combination of elements, right? Because you can't do this I again kept, and have it have the same effect. Well, right. I kept seeing people on like the... It was one of the, the Reddit comment fans are like, what do you rate this movie? And they're like, I rated it 11 out of 10. And they're like, that's too low. It's 15 out of 10. It's 150 <laughs> out of 10. It's, it's 1,000 yeah, out of 10. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how. I mean, maybe maybe Doctor Strange, the next Do- the Doctor Strange movie will be, will blow our minds too in some way. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, like I said... I don't know how you follow this up, because... Well, and you can't, and that ties back to the thesis statement that I brought up in the very beginning, is that this is the closure for 20 years of movies outside of the the MCU proper. This started, you know, 
when we were 20 years old. Right. Were we even 2019? And here we're in our 40s. And it was before the shared universe was a thing, right? Nobody right. expected them to call back and like give redemption to these other characters and kind of like complete their stories. And it's unique in that way. It's it's unexpected in that way. And there's literally no other. So the only other thing that could do something like this that's comparable is the X-Men, right? Yeah. They can yep. definitely throw them in a multiverse angle. But the thing is, they're going to not... Spider-Man benefits from having done it first. And so even yeah. if the X-Men do callbacks, it won't be as powerful as I feel this film was. It could be just as good and just as entertaining like in other levels. But this right. is kind of like a one-time trick. And yeah. I don't know, that's what made it so good, right? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you two. Uh-oh. Um, yep. This this involves the the scene with Tom Holland or uh with uh Venom. And, uh, yep. Okay. Now, uh, we watched uh, Venom. Uh, Let Let There Be Carnage mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. So, um, so Neither I knew. Of us have seen it. No. Oh, we're okay, not worried well, about spoilers. Re- okay. Well, there's a reason that um, Brock is in like that cabana. Okay. Okay. So at the end of Let There Be Carnage, he ends up. Um, getting into a staying at a hotel and like he and venom are talking and then uh and he's asking venom like can you tell me more about your species or whatever and venom's like well i could but your your mind isn't going to be able to comprehend it and and brock's like try me and right when venom is about to do this there's like a blip and he suddenly appears in a completely different hotel room in like in the par- in paradise. Interesting. So they pre-tied huh. it into this movie. Yes. Huh. Really? Yes. So he's in the MCU's. He's in um, Yeah, I mean I gather Tom that... Holland's universe mm-hmm. when he's talking to that guy. Yeah, and Danny Rojo. <laughs> yeah, and from uh, from Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Rojas. Football is like. And then, obviously, him going back is when Doctor Strange closed it. Yeah. Um, but there's a little piece of venom left. Mm-hmm. On right. The- so, Which I was happy about. I was happy that he yeah. got out of there. <laughs> it just left Venom because I don't yeah. like their take on Venom. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about Carnage because Carnage is just like an utter psychopath. So there's he's not, not he was another psychopath. Yeah, there's not much character there. He's just a murdering psycho. Right. So. Right. So I mean, I, um, having I, having that little little uh, blob is their way to bring to Venom into the MCU without Tom Hardy. Right, I guess. I'm assuming um, so because so I'm, I'm, I imagine they can't assume they're just going to keep him for that role indefinitely. You know, well, even if they were, in- are, the, are they going to have Venom show up and like attach himself to Spider-Man? I hope so because yeah. because that's um, how it starts, right? Doesn't Venom himself say or the symbiote say he wants to? interact with him does that he does he say that during the dialogue i don't remember that scene very well because i don't like his uh anything about it <laughs> so i i just don't like tom hardy does the voice and it sounds just like yeah. so over the top and terrible i hate it 
Um, I actually, you know, I get what people not, like about it. It's not so seeing the first Venom and just campy. watching Let There Be. Yeah, it, it was funny, and it was their back and forth is pretty, pretty comical. Right. Um, I'm not gonna. I, I didn't know it was Tom all right. Hardy did did uh, Venom's voice too? Yeah, he does, does both yeah. voices. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. He does the gruff Batman voice for Venom. It's a little more than that. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like it sounds it was... like uh, like murderous Kool Aid Man. <laughs> well, I thought it was the guy from um, uh... what's the uh, Doobs or the um... why can't I think of movies names right now? <laughs> because you're being recorded. You're gonna drive and you have to. Right, I know. Right. <laughs> Um, the, like the, the series of movies where like, um, like the chick would, she kept her friends from getting on a plane and then they got killed throughout the movie. Like they didn't get on the plane. Final the plane destination. Up. Yes. There is uh, a guy in there that has this iconic voice. Is it Keith um, David? No. Hold on. Okay. It's it been up. so long since I've seen that. I don't even remember. I, I, what did you guys think about the second stinger at the end that was basically just a trailer? It was, just, it it was trailer, literally yeah. the Doctor Strange trailer. I was I was glad that it was be- meaningful and not just some throwaway scene, to be honest. So, okay. okay. This, the guy's the actor's name is Tony Todd. Hmm. Oh, the guy who plays um, um, Candyman. Yes. Oh. In the Candyman movies. Mm hmm. That's who I thought did Venom's voice because that's who he sounds like. Okay. <laughs> no, so that's it's always Tom, it Sorry, did. it's Tom Hardy. It's not him. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's just the aesthetic for it isn't for me. It's and I realize that a lot of people are baffled by the fact that I don't like a Venom movie when Venom like was my favorite thing when I was younger. Um, but it was entirely because of Todd McFarlane's art in being 13 years old (laughs) so uh that's why i liked it venom has no depth as a character he's he's not a norman osborn he's not a Otto octavius you know those guys are inherently silly and campy too like but they're able to have some pathos and gravitas yeah Yeah. there's more these are just aliens these are just aliens that eat human brains right and the thing is there's totally a place for villains like that not every villain has to be like this three-dimensional you know multifaceted thing it's... but i will say i will say we sarah and i were both entertained with the back and forth between brock and venom yeah that's all you need their, like if if you, if you enjoyed it i don't want to try to like shit on that or anything like i'm sure but, like plenty of people like it it's very a very successful movie but i'm glad i had seen it for that scene at yeah the i had no idea that even occurred i didn't yeah, realize there was a time cool. So yeah, um, I did. I did want to say how um, much I enjoyed them making fun of like Otto Octavius's name, like you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you want uh, tap water or salt water? Because <laughs> you're an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but then like just the way that they named the you know going kind of making fun of the way uh, Stanley and. Uh, Kirby would always name the names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that movie. Uh, yeah. I, I told, despite like the fact that it was like bittersweet, like... I still left feeling like incredible. 
I just yeah, really I, enjoyed I, the experience. I mean, after watching find a negative, but after I watching Eternals, <laughs> this was like, okay, so Marvel still has it. They mm-hmm. haven't lost their <laughs> they haven't lost their edge yet. <laughs> the problems yeah. with the Eternals has stem more from the fact that the characters themselves are kind of weak ish, yeah, and they have no. They should have deep whatever the source material is because I can't I can't profess to be like an expert. They should have deviated more. They should have done something because they could have definitely done something more interesting than with what they did. I think maybe yeah. them trying to stick too close to whatever their origins are was probably the the issue, right? Because I just don't think it's that distinct. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. So, <laughs> so Ryan, do you have I any... did find it interesting that they were trying to build a, a shield onto a Statue of Liberty. It's like, oh yeah. I like those little touches though and like even speaking negatively about the Eternals I like it when one of the movies introduces like a new geographic change that's not in the real world so there's like a giant um, celestial stone celestial like on the earth now which is a place that can show up in further movies marble or granite or whatever yeah yeah. yeah. which I think is cool so that's another element like a a Statue of Liberty with a Captain America shield I think is pretty neat now I will say this. I did do some reading about well, when I was looking in uh, reading about Hawkeye. Apparently, um, there might be. I I don't know if there has been or Uh-oh. there or will be a scene of the Statue of Liberty in the background. Hmm. And because uh, Spider Man was supposed to have come out before Hawkeye, we the spider the 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 Statue of Liberty looks like it's been damaged from this movie. Oh. Okay. Wait. So they referenced that already. In in okay, an earlier episode, re- they said it's being renovated or worked on. So it is definitely contemporaneous. So I'm curious if they timed it perfectly to where like it'll be damaged again. Well, but no, because they had scaffolding when they were they yeah, were I guess that's working true. on it when they when they went there. So like it because that's where they were like waiting. Right. So, it so already my thought was is that this took since this took place right after. Um. No. Uh. The previous Spider movie. Um. Oh, I see. Interesting. Uh. Was it Christmas? Like this. In no, it was the summer. It was the summer. Okay. And I'm guessing Hawkeye is Chris. The Christmas of that summer. Yeah. So, them working on renovating the Statue of Liberty is probably due to, uh, like, the damage caused by this event. Interesting. So I knew there was cool. something to involve. I knew there was something involving the the Statue of Liberty. Right. That was about all I I I knew. That and Doctor Strange. All right. Well, I think we're like getting to that point. This we actually talked about it a lot longer than I expected us to. Um, yeah. So let's do our rankings. Where does this rank? I don't know if you keep a oh. a, a like a top five or a top three or ten or whatever. It's early, and there's, like, recency bias in play here. Like, we really enjoy the experience, and inevitably it could settle down a little bit. But I will say yeah. this. I've never... Liked a Spider-Man movie like this? <laughs> at all? I don't recall <laughs> as much cheering yeah. going on in an MCU movie than this. I would agree. I, I think I would agree as well. Like, I don't even, I think, like... Even with the... Yeah. Uh, um, any, uh, either Endgame or Infinity War, 
Um, there was key moments, you know, there was Steve there with moments, the hammer. But, right. But nothing, nothing like this. I think this just blew people's minds. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think anybody was expecting uh, all three Spider-Mans to show up like that. Well, and it goes back to Matt's thesis of tying tying up 20 years of right. cinematic history, I, you know, and I it's don't just know. like to do that in one film is just, you know, majestic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, with the Avengers, like you have one generation of kids, you know, you know, have a 10 year old that's 20 by the time, you know, end game happens, but you've got a couple generations now, a multi-generational group of people that have emotional ties into various elements of the, the Spider-Man movies. And mm-hmm. that's even more powerful you know right because it's it's really it's it was the best it was a ton of fan service but in the best possible way like all service the plot and it was all earned you know over time Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it singular and unique and like i said it could potentially happen in a certain way with the x-men too but um spider-man did it first so yeah yeah i mean even Fantastic Four could because they also, you know, could have, you know, multiverse actors come back. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine having uh, Chris Evans come back as as Johnny Storm? <laughs> That's literally the only thing that would interest me because the rest yeah. of the crap I did not like. So, like where, where he would come back and be like, "You look just like Captain America." What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like that would be amazing to me. So, I don't know. I'm exciting where I'm excited to see where it goes because this is the first really meaningful movie in the last since Endgame, right yeah i guess wandavision was pretty powerful as far as like events that occurred but mm -hmm. the movies have like a more impactful feel yeah yeah i mean shang chi was great oh i love it but it it was another it was an origin story and it didn't have and it didn't and because of that it there what it didn't really i mean it tied into Mm -hmm. the mcu but nothing but he was directly involved focus. with was tied into right. the overall fate of right. the universe. Right. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think WandaVision, probably Loki introducing us to the multiverse, and this were like the most impactful MCU. Yeah. You right. know, you know the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier was was was. Only it was like a buddy cop bringing, movie. Well, and it was the point of it was handing off the torch mm-hmm. of Captain America to Sam. Um, Sam, yeah, it, it was reintroducing, you know. So it did, you it know, like his origin or his origin right, story, right? Mm-hmm. And then Hawkeye, I feel like, is doing, um, bringing is, I don't know. I mean, I think they're setting up my theory, and it's a very blatant theory. It's not like I'm is the Young Avengers or New Avengers. Um, it's probably going to be the Young Avengers. So yeah. Kate, I can't see uh, her jumping immediately man. into the full-on Avengers squad. That so. scene with uh, Haley Steinfeld and uh, Florence Pugh. <laughs> oh, in her apartment. Party. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, oh great! <laughs> oh my gosh! Like Florence like, Pugh is yeah, like just... perfect charisma, right? She's just one of those yeah. people yeah. that like kills it. Yeah, yeah. I could I mean, both you know, of them. She's like, you could have killed me when I walked in. Yeah, dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what I like though is like, um, Kate was clearly very afraid of her despite yeah. her oh, yeah. trying to be disarming and stuff like there yeah. was a real menace to her and i don't know terrified yeah i mean she, if, if, once she realized that it was uh natasha's sister yeah that, that changed her whole to, yeah because at that point she's like okay i know how powerful natasha is 
right you know, or how formidable words. yeah ah man i don't know it's been good it's been good guys mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so uh march something is the doctor strange so may yeah, not it's, in, it's march may they pushed it back. Remember, all of them. They all did. Of them, oh. all of them got delayed a month. Well, that's two months. Uh, past Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The next Marvel movie is actually the uh, vampire one. Blade. Mobius. Mobius. Oh God. Morbius. I can't stand Jared Leto. <laughs> such a douche well apparently that's going to be that's in the same spider-man verse so. yeah dr strange may 6th thor july 8th yeah, yeah. bummer i was all excited for well, march that, yeah me but too. Sorry. That's what. <laughs> yeah screw you mark for bringing us bad news <laughs> i blame you it's your fault you did this <laughs> all right well so how do we, wait before we go how do we feel about uh sam raimi who did the first Spider-Man movies coming back to do the Doctor Strange movie? What is that? What, what happened? happened? Yeah, it's Sam Raimi. Because Sam? the guy that the Scott Dickerson guy like left because of creative differences. I had no idea got, that happened. They brought uh, Sam Raimi in to do a Multiverse of Madness. I bet Bruce Campbell's in it. Bruce Campbell's in. Well, it. of course yeah, he is. Yeah, he's in it because his buddy Sam Raimi is. I'm all for it. I haven't seen a Sam Raimi movie in a decade, I think. I mean, what has he done recently? I saw that one, Drag Me to Hell, which I love. Drag Me to Hell. I think that's the last movie of his I ever watched, so. Uh, He did that Wicked, uh, the Return to Oz or Oz. Derrickson stepped down January 2020. Walter enjoying the pro- Ramey took over <laughs> as director April 2020. No idea. Filming began in November of 2020. Awesome. Production resumed March 2021. And Honestly, he's much. I, I feel like you know, as well as um, Scott did on the other Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ramey is a much more seasoned director, and. <laughs> He's really good at doing weird stuff. Weird shit. I agree. Yeah, I think this right. is... The only thing that kind of worries I... me about that is, like, I didn't get any any sense of his visual flair from that trailer. You know what I mean? I didn't either. But so. that doesn't mean that it's not there. Like, the quick the quick flash. The quick thing. cuts, yeah. Quick cuts. Like, I remember, like, they're... that whole Doc Ock scene where he murders yes. all the surgeons. Like, that was so Sam yeah. Raimi. <laughs> but that was so... Such a great scene. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm more actually not like I wasn't going to watch it, but I'm even more interested now knowing that he's involved. I'm surprised you guys didn't know that. Yeah, way to bring it. <laughs> nope, no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, that about covers it. Um this was just the special episode on Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh while we're mostly wrong we'll keep trying to get it right and next time you hear from us it'll be yet another grab bag of nonsense so thanks for talking about the movie it was a good time to watch it was a good time to talk about it
Don't you 